What's up guys, Nathan here, and today I'm going to give you the four simple tips to start winning millions at the poker table. All right, maybe that's a little bit overdramatic, but these tips should start getting you winning a lot more quickly at the poker tables. These are some of the top, most fundamental lessons that I have learned over my 10 plus years as a professional poker player, and today I'm going to share them with you, so let's jump right into it. All right, so poker tip number one is to understand the power of position and abuse it to your advantage. All right, so what do I mean by position? Well, hopefully you guys have played a little bit. You understand, you know, where the dealer button is, where the blinds are. And so hopefully you've also noticed a pattern that certain seats get to act last after the flop. And this is a massively statistically proven advantage in the game. You can use a program like Poker Tracker, which I've used for 10 plus years. I have links in the description below. And you can go see your results for yourself. And I guarantee you, if you played any amount of poker, you're going to be winning around three times as much more money from the seats where you have position, which I'm gonna discuss in a bit. In fact, the vast majority of your poker winnings will come from these seats. What are these seats? It's the cutoff and the button. The button, as you guys already know, is when you have the dealer chip in front of you. It is the best seat at the poker table because you are guaranteed to get to act last on the flop, turn, and river. Once again, massive advantage because you get to see what they do first before you make your decision, uh, whether you want to bet, raise, fold, uh, call, you get to see what they do first, and this puts you right in the driver's seat and allows you to maximize your winnings and minimize your losses in all situations. So my first tip would be to literally just start playing twice as many hands from these two seats. Or I would recommend whatever your range is right now, whatever cards that you typically play in those seats, double it right now. Start playing more hands. Now, I'm not talking about just anything. Don't start playing 10-5 offsuit or three deuce offsuit or you know, terrible hands like that. I'm talking about hands that actually, you know, have some reasonable playability. So for example, you know, a 10-8 suited, 9-6 uh, suited, king-5 suited, hands like this that can make flushes, you know, suited is always better, of course, and have some sort of connectability. You know, a 10-8 can make several straights, for example. I think you guys get the idea. The bottom line, guys, is understand that these are by far the most profitable seats at the poker table. So why would you not want to take advantage of that? Start playing more hands from these seats, and I think you're gonna have a lot more success. All right, so poker millionaire tip number two is to apply constant pressure after the flop. Guys, what you wanna be doing is you wanna be that guy at the poker table who is difficult. You're the one who is betting, raising. They know that you're not an easy fold, that you fight for pots. Those are the players who win the most in poker because what you guys need to understand is that it's not easy to make good hands in poker. You guys already know that, you know? You sit around waiting for your pocket aces for so long. I mean, they don't come around very often, guys. And even when you have, you know, a ragtag hand like Jack-8 we're gonna talk about here in a second, uh, even if it's suited, you know, the chances of you actually hitting something are low. It's like one out of three that you're even going to make a pair on the flop. So what you wanna do is you want to learn how to start fighting for more pots. So for example, you raise up, jack eight of spades, uh, a tight and aggressive player calls, you go to the flop, flop comes to the nine of hearts, 
three of clubs and queen of spades. So what should we do in a spot like this? Well, let's assume that this player bets into us. What should we do here? Well, we can either call. I mean, we've got a reasonable hand. We've got a gut shot straight draw here. We've got a backdoor spades. We've got a jack or an eight, which also could be good. You know, if this guy's just on some sort of bluff, if we hit the jack or eight later on. So we've got a lot of equity, a lot of, uh, you know, odds to win the pot. So I'm certainly not looking to fold in this spot, but also, why don't we consider raising in this situation? Why not uh, learn to apply more pressure? Uh, and, you know, definitely do not fold in this situation. A lot of people look at this board and say, well, you don't really have that much. Well, we do have quite a bit of backdoor equity. And, and really the point is here is we just need to fight for more pots when we have anything sort of playable at all. You know, if I had, you know, a totally terrible hand here, like say four or five of diamonds, which has literally no equity at all on this board, sure, you can fold, of course. But a hand like this, you have something going on. We want to be fighting for these pots, especially when we're in position. So, you know, call or raise on the flop if he decides to bet into you. Okay, so if you raise, you know, you bet again on the turn. Again, continuing to apply pressure, make their lives difficult. And if you just call on the flop, you know, raise or bet on the turn. I think you guys get the idea. Start fighting for more of these smaller pots. Don't just be in there when you have the nuts like everyone else. It's really easy to play poker. When you have top pair, it doesn't take much skill. It's fighting for pots like this and making people fold a better hand that is literally where the rubber meets the road in poker to use a, a worn out cliche. This is how the biggest winners separate themselves from everybody else. All right, guys, so poker millionaire tip number three is to make sick laydowns versus the nits. Now, as much as you want to be getting in there, mixing it up against, you know, the more aggressive players and the recreational players, I just kind of discussed a little bit in the previous example, we also need to understand who the tight players at the table are. They're called rocks, they're called nits, whatever you want to call them. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's the guy that's been sitting there quietly, or girl, that's been sitting there quietly in the corner for the last 20 minutes, 30 minutes, they haven't even played a single hand, and all of a sudden they're in there betting, raising, and so on. Guys, it's because they have something. They're not screwing around. We already know that they're being highly, highly selective with the hands that they decide to play. So when they get in there and they start, you know, raising and betting you out of nowhere, it's typically because they have exactly what they're representing, a big hand. So guys, you need to learn to not pay them off. Example, you raise preflop with pocket aces, a knit calls. Flop comes down with a four of hearts, six of clubs, five of spades. You make your continuation bet on the flop, the knit calls. So what does this suggest? Well, this is a board, you know, we know that nits are gonna call us preflop with a lot of low pocket pairs. This board smashes low pocket pairs like pocket fours, pocket sixes, pocket fives. All of these hands have us in really bad shape right now. And a nit will often just call on the flop like this to slow play their hands. I also expect this player to have a lot of these middling sort of pocket pairs, which are all really happy on this board as well. Pocket sevens has an open-ended straight draw. Pocket eights is happy. Pocket nines, pocket tens, you guys get the idea. I don't think this player is gonna have pocket kings or pocket queens very often because they'll probably re-raise those pre flop and probably if they had a hand like ace king or ace queen they'll probably fold on the flop but we block those hands tremendously because we have two aces in our hand so those hands are probably not going to be in their range very often so turn comes down with a nine of diamonds you decide to bet again and the knit raises so 
Guys, this is a spot where that really uh, is a difficult spot for a lot of beginners especially, and I, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but you have to fold your hand now. Guys, we know we just talked about exactly what this player type is representing. When this player raises us on the turn, they are absolutely <laughs> screaming from the mountaintops that they have us smashed. If they had a hand like pocket tens or pocket jacks, Knits are passive. We know that a knit is just going to call again on the turn with those hands. They're not going to raise because knits, what are they? They're passive. That's one of the hallmarks of tight players is they're passive, they're risk averse. They don't like to put a lot of their money in the middle without a really, really strong hand. But when this player re-raises us, it tells you that they are very, very happy to go all in right now. And we know that knits like to go all in with hands that beat one pair, just like we have one pair, this player is representing a much stronger hand, a set, uh, pocket nines, hits on the turn, something of that sort. Guys, this is the spot where you need to learn how to make quote unquote sick laydowns, do it versus the tight players in a situation like this on this kind of board texture. All right, guys, my final poker millionaire tip for you is that you need to understand that your greatest enemy at the poker table is not any particular player, player type, opponent, or anything. It's actually tilt, which is all up here in your own head. Having played this game as a professional for over 10 years and having coached hundreds of students, especially in small and mid-stakes games, I can tell you without a doubt that the number one thing that holds people back at the poker table is tilt, which is getting frustrated and hot under the collar and starting to play poorly when you get a run of bad cards, bad luck, you know, bad beats, coolers, setups, as some people call them, and so on. I think you know what I'm talking about. And this is really the biggest difference between the handful of elite winners at the very, very top of, of the pecking order in poker and everybody else. It's what's going on between your ears at the poker tables, guys. And the great thing is, is that you are always absolutely 100% in control of that. You get to choose how you react to adversity at the poker table. Nobody else gets to make that decision for you. Because what you guys need to understand is that everybody gets bad beats in this game, guys. In fact, if you play long enough, you're gonna go through stretches which seem absolutely, undeniably, unbelievable, out of this world. And the great thing is though, everybody will eventually go through it. The only thing that you need to ask yourself though is how are you going to react to it? Are you going to react to it like everybody else does, which is to you know get frustrated, start throwing their money around, even worse, jumping up to higher stakes to challenge much superior cool-headed opponents? Or are you going to have the savvy and the discipline to remain cool under pressure like a poker champion does. Guys, I can tell you without a doubt that this is absolutely the biggest difference between your success or lack thereof at the poker table. I would highly suggest that you start focusing your attention on reacting better in the moment at the poker table. For me, this is a holistic thing. This involves all sorts of meditation, regular fitness, and optimized sleep schedule. I do all of this off the table just to make sure that I am in 
peak mental state when I sit down to play a poker, and I am therefore more likely to be able to control my emotions better than the next person. But whatever your situation is, guys, this is literally the most important thing that you can do for yourself in order to improve your poker success is to react better emotionally when adversity strikes at the poker table. I would highly suggest that if this is a problem for you right now, that you start working on improving this part of your game. So guys, those are my top four tips to help you guys start quickly winning millions or at least thousands of relatively shortly at the poker table. Guys, as you already know, poker is not a get rich quick scheme. There is no advice in the world that is going to help you win millions overnight in this game unless you get insanely lucky and win a big poker tournament. The most important thing in this game is to always stay focused on the long run, to always understand what your end goal is in this game, and to constantly be working on the process, both from the theoretical side of the game, the strategy side of the game, and the mental side of the game and emotional side of the game, as I just talked about. But I wanna know your thoughts in the comments below. What kind of results have you had so far at the poker table? And what are the best tips that you have learned that has helped you achieve more profit, hopefully, on your poker journey so far? Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this poker podcast episode. If you wanna know my complete strategy for beating small and mid-stakes poker games, make sure you go grab a copy of my free poker cheat sheet that's available on my website at blackrain79.com. And also make sure you hit like and subscribe here to the podcast as I'm putting out new episodes every single week to help you guys quickly get beating your poker games. I wish you guys all the best at the poker tables. I'll catch you next week. This has been Nathan Williams with blackrain79.com.